The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Dear fellow humans, have we not learned our lesson yet? If the mainstream media is giving a lot of attention to a narrative, it's most likely not true, and we should seek the truth elsewhere. And I hope that's why you're here. You are not responsible for the programming you received in childhood. As an adult, you are 100% responsible for fixing it. How? By unlearning what you learned. Or you could continue being tapped into the mainstream news, regulated under the science of social conditioning, paid for by those who have the most to gain. But as you know, everyone says they hate a liar. But try being the one who tells the truth. And that is who we bring tonight. Our special guest has been the victim of censorship, attacks all over the world for his passion for truth, for his passion and love for humanity. He has uncovered and probably prevented some of the most famous and largest false flags in modern times. Tonight, we dissect the plan, coming all the way from 2019 until now, and what's coming ahead. He is optimistic. He sees a world of peace, harmony, and abundance for all. Perhaps what we're currently witnessing is the last battle of good versus evil, the uncovering of the man behind the curtain, the ultimate realization and the Great Awakening. If you are a truth warrior and feel part of this tribe, stay with us. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store, for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, Rebounders, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. And to shine a bright light on conspiracies, tonight's special guest is Veritas veteran Ole Damagord, an award-winning author, investigator, musician, artist, painter, former journalist, and much more. For more than 25 years, he has worked very hard to expose some of the biggest conspiracies around the globe, something that has turned out to be a very dangerous task. And his website is lightonconspiracies.com, directly from beautiful Bali, Indonesia. I would like to welcome my brother from another mother, Ole Damagard. Hello, Ole, and welcome back. How are you? I'm super good. I'm on top. As they say here in Bali. And uh, good to be back with you. And it's been a while. It's been three years exactly. Last time we spoke was March of 2019. And uh, in retrospect, I think now, even though things were not normal back then, but I think of the contrast between 2019 and now, and boy, what a difference. I mean, we've gone through coronavirus, now we're going through this prospect of world war. But first of all, Ole, 
a lot of things have happened in the past three years with you. There is an exodus. You were in southern Spain, and then you left. I want to know how life was. I love Spain, but I've delayed. My last trip was actually in 2019, and I've delayed going back because of what I see there. The the president, Pedro Sanchez, he's a socialist, uh, probably a pupil of, uh, of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. But why don't you tell me of your experience? I really don't know where to start <clears throat> because um, – I believe I was monumental in stopping the real operation where COVID was just a tiny little pink and fluffy part of it in uh, October of 2019. But that that will be a whole show on its own. <clears throat> But after that, uh, we had been in lockdown uh, from uh, March of 2020 uh, for about two months uh, in southern Spain. Just like you said, if you remember... First, they hit uh, Italy, then Spain, uh, then Portugal, and so on. These are normally the four countries that are hit when when attacks are done. And so I had the privilege, or whatever you want to call it, to feel on my bare skin uh, the the force of this operation because uh, the, there were very brutal measures taken in where we were living. So we were indoors for more or less two months. We couldn't even go outdoors. It was these things that are normal now was very unusual at the time. So it was really good to get a, a, a firsthand feeling of uh, what was going on. And since I know the New World Order agenda since many, many years, I knew exactly where they were heading with this whole thing, that it had absolutely nothing to do with a virus, that it was all about control, depopulation and, and uh, pushing us into the corners and uh, fourth industrial revolution uh, was the only option out, but in other ways, right into this ambush. So very uncomfortable to say the least, but I continued doing interviews all the time. We had, we were living in a, an apartment building and on uh, the, the person we rented from, he had uh, this little uh, like uh, wooden cabin on top of it. I don't know where that came from. It didn't fit in at all. But I turned this little wooden cabin into uh, a, like a studio. So I was doing all of these interviews from there. And uh, it was, like I said, very uncomfortable because at one point uh, they gave all uh, the authorities to the military in Spain. And these are quite uh, rough boys and girls. So um, I was sort of doing interviews, but all the time prepared for the door to be knocked in. And so we, we had like uh, I had ropes hanging down the building on the side so that I could do an escape there. And uh, I had checked out all type of alternative escape routes out of this little town. But it, it's not easy, I tell you, because most towns are nowadays made so that there's one exit, one one entry. And that's about it. So. Um, Anyway, but since I'm also very aware of the population control, how they and crowd control, so I knew that they were going to push, 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 and then they they cannot keep people locked in forever. They have to let go of the pressure so that people can go in, get some, or go out, get some fresh air, and think, oh, we're free again. And then they will then blame the population. Well, you naughty people, you did something wrong, and now there's a new virus here, so back into lockdown and. Uh, For a second wave, that's one of the reasons for these waves. It's just a matter of crowd control. Because it is while we've been locked locked in, which is, by the way, or locked down, which is a prison term, has nothing to do with health. Uh, the whole unleash of 5G, that uh, the whole massive population of 5G masks and, uh, you know, 
camouflage as uh, cactus or, or palm trees or whatever, but it's still that is what had been uh, uh, carried out in many, many countries at nighttime while the population had been locked in because 5G is so monumentally important for these forces that are behind these operations because uh, the fact is they are very few, we are very, very many, so it's only through technology that they can uh, control us or they are hoping to control us through uh, what is called smart cities, where all of these smart devices are connected and where we are locked into a, a digital grid of freedom, in their words, uh, no property, we, we will be happy anyway, according to them, but we will be locked in. But to be able to get us into these digital prisons, they need very fast bandwidth, and that's where 5G comes in, 6G, 7G, that is only because of the speed, because this is military technology, it is millimeter wave, it's very, very harmful to everything alive, but it's a desperate attempt from the few in power, uh, whatever you want to call them, super psychos or whatever, uh, to take the final leap. Because in my opinion, this dark empire has been falling apart for quite a long time now because of people like you and me and, and many other beautiful so-called freedom fighters that are, are doing everything we can to expose these whole things. So they are in a desperate situation because, uh, as I said, there are very few, we are, we are very many. And if you look at history, many times these type of things ends like in, in a lynching party. So I understand that they're, they're scared. But anyway, uh, so because of, uh, of my knowledge of how they control um, people and the, the time limit of how long you can keep people in different situations and, and so on. We calculated and we, we put, pinpointed a time where we thought that there would be an opening and we managed to pinpoint it quite accurately because also the, the airports were locked, uh, locked down. Uh, we had like military roadblocks. Uh, there were helicopters, patrol boats. Uh, I mean, it was not nice at all. And we were giving like, uh, I think nine pages of, of rules and fines, anything from, you know, if you had a, a bicycle with some rust on it, they claimed that the rust would uh, be able to spread the virus. Uh, we went out, there were fines for if you peed in the sea. I mean, really? Uh, I don't know how they would discover that. Maybe they had <laughs> sort of like undercover submarines that were out there checking out like people were peeing in the sea when we were finally allowed out to the beach. I mean, because we went for, for a couple of months. And so uh, the, the reason we came here to Southeast Asia was that I was uh, involved in a super beautiful project that unfortunately turned out to be something else than I thought. But that was the thing that, that made us take this massive leap of faith to Southeast Asia and so we actually escaped we had one suitcase each it was uh, there were curfew there were military in the police uh, and military and police in the streets and so on but uh, <coughs> I managed first to go on tour in Sweden and then my girls my my wife and daughter managed to get out uh, first to Sweden where I managed to discover that there was an incredibly big uh, attack uh, aimed for Sweden so uh, while being there trying to sort out all the papers with the Indonesian uh, embassy and so on, I noticed all of these uh, very, very scary signs of what was being built up uh, to take place in Sweden. So I went out big time there. We managed to stop that whole thing. It went under the name of Operation Code. And it was a massive, massive uh, plan 
a military thing that was uh, being planned with the U.S. special forces and uh, also the Swedish, uh, some core elements of the Swedish government, very corrupt elements that were part of trying to shut down Sweden as we know it. So we managed to stop that and then get on the plane and go to Indonesia, which was like a also like a, um, I don't know, like a science fiction bizarre movie, which is nowadays normal when you see these people in white uh, Robocop clothes or plastic tents or whatever they're walking around and spraying luggage. And we were sitting with face masks and face shields and gloves. And there were coming these weird things coming out from the aircon in the plane. And I was just praying, you know, if we can just manage to get to Bali, everything would be okay. And so we managed to get here through the different... Uh, test stations and stuff like that in certain ways and i had promised to kiss mother bali if we managed to get here and i gave her a massive big kiss on my knees when we finally got here so yeah so we've been here for a year and a half and uh, my god it's uh, it's such a beautiful people such a gentle um yeah i, I just feel so blessed to be here and uh, do you ever see sasha stone at all yeah, yeah, he, we are, uh, we've been becoming friends. He was, uh, he's now building a whole new community down in Mexico. So he's, but he just managed to get back here right. after uh, this big tour in the U.S. Uh, then he couldn't get back because of all of their regulations. And now he's here right now. I'm just uh, doing a symposium with him. I think it was released a few days ago. And uh, the Lazaro, Lazaro's symposium, something like that. And then in a few weeks, he's going back to to Mexico to continue. I think they're building like 300 houses and a community down there for people, like-minded people, to have some kind of, uh, uh, yeah. It's interesting that countries like Indonesia and uh, Mexico, I go to Mexico all the time, and I know certain places in Mexico are totally immune to this BS. And they have places, for example, in Chiapas, Mexico, for example. Once you get there, the population is very observant, watching to see if the medical authority ever shows up in the city. They run them out of the city. Mm. They basically say, take your, take your Jap and put it somewhere else, but you're not coming here. We know better than that. And a lot of Americans and Canadians are escaping Basically, they call them medical refugees. Do you see that happening in Indonesia? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Here, they're very, very strict. Uh, there, there are a, a fantastic expat population here that we're, to a large extent, are very aware of uh, a lot of what the things that are going on. I've been sort of informing as much as I can as well, uh, which almost got me deported from here. But uh, Oh, really? There you go. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I don't want to go into it, but uh, but there's an awareness here among many, uh, but uh, among the local people, they're being pushed into taking uh, booster after booster after booster. So bad news, bad news, and bad news, I tell you that. So I, I feel really, I, I my heart aches for these people because many of them do not, they're not informed except from mainstream media. And they're telling you a story that I totally do not agree with. That's for sure. I, I sense, I sense Ole and, and I'll blame you for this because I've had to adapt. This is a survival mechanism for us truth seekers, because we would rather continue our fight rather than just be, Oh, I'm going to be so brave. I'm going to say anything I want 
we've already, look, the last time we spoke, all hell broke loose for us. YouTube almost shut us down. We got demonetized. One of our payment processors dropped us. Google threatened to remove us from their search engine. Our hosting company received a letter from someone high in the elite department, if you will, saying I was hosting social engineering content and almost shut us down. Vimeo shut us down, our private channel. A bit later, I guess that, that happens if you're too close to the truth. And I know you went through the same thing. And by the way, this happened after I had you on and our friend Corey, I'm not going to mention his last name. That was the last thing. So we had to be very careful. And I know that you have to be walking very on eggshells sometimes in order to, to pass your truth. I'm, I'm open to you. Unfortunately, it seems to be part of my personality because uh, <laughs> uh, this happens around me all the time. And uh, it, they, they claim it's hate speech or bullying and breaking guidelines, uh, community guidelines, whatever that means. But really, uh, it's like if I, if I am speaking hateful, I've, I've been interviewed almost 1,100 times on international radio. It's all on my website. Please, if you can find any single word where I've been hateful or racist or violent in my way of speaking, please point it out. I tell you. I, I dare you, I do not think you will be able to find them. I've been giving the finger, yes, that's true, many times to these forces. But then again, there you go. So it sounded almost like you were describing my situation because uh, Vimeo shut us down, uh, Patreon recently shut us down, which was a hard blow to us. Um, my YouTube channel with, with more than a couple of hundred thousand subscribers was shut down, no warning. My official Facebook page was shut down the day when it went into the metaverse, whatever they call it. Boom, that went out the window and uh, it just goes on and on. And uh, even on BitChute, I'm being censored and Odyssey as well. They say I'm breaking guidelines. But really? What, what is it? Yeah. And these are like platforms where we're being told you're safe. Right. So what is actually going on? And this is where... I find it interesting to be me because what is it that differs me from other people? Because many other people are allowed on these platforms. So there must be something that is different. And I would say that it's the topics that I'm talking about with the false flag operation set up the, the sort of the recipes for how they carry these things out and how I expose the, the methods not just the different incidents. I think that is what really scares them. And also that I expose the secret communication system they have, the color coding, the shoes, all of these things that are part of the fear triggering uh, action plan that they have. So uh, it's, it's almost like if it was uh, David Copperfield on stage and uh, I, I was his uh, manager or trainer and that I was going out saying, listen, when he would, do you see this box and he chops it in three and the head is going to the left and the feet are going to the right. This is actually not happening. This is how he does it. And then I'm showing how this ma magic is done. And I think that is what they fear. And that thus, while they hit so brutally and when Patreon shut us down as well, this was uh, quite a, tricky situation because that's that was my rent that was my electrical bill the whole thing was dependent on that but the reason they shut us down was not because uh what was on my patreon uh, on the platform of patreon it was things that was on my website 
And it was they gave a, they were kind enough to give me two examples of what they wanted me to get rid of, and uh, one of them was my testimonial in front of the uh, Corona Investigative Committee with Rainer Fulmish. That is an international. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.